Good day. Welcome to Partakers and our series Exploring Islam. Let's go over to our host and hear what he is sharing with us today about Islam. Muhammad's miraculous sign as a prophet was not healing or feeding of the 5,000, but instead the transmission of Allah's message to the Arab people, the Quran. In this podcast, we shall briefly look at this and the additional Islamic writings called the Hadith. The Quran, as we now read it, was not written and collated until after Muhammad's death. Whilst he was proclaiming his message from Allah to the people, it was common for scribes to write down what he said, but most Islamic scholars agree that this was not systematic. Unlike the Christian Bible, which spans many years, cultures and authors, the material found in the Quran originated from one person within their 20-year ministry. The nature of the text is very poetic in content and structure, so much so that many native Arabic-speaking peoples consider it a higher form of the language, as well as an older and now disused dialect. It is believed that Muhammad received the material for the Quran from Allah via his messenger, the angel Gabriel, otherwise known as the Holy Spirit. These visions were intense affairs, where the prophet was sometimes seen coming out of a trance-like state. After his death, it is no surprise that there was some diversity in the form and detail of some of the written records of Muhammad's message. The third caliph, or leader of Islam, Caliph Uthman, appointed in 644 AD, 12 years after Muhammad's death, set out to collate and establish a single version of the Prophet's message, which remains today. The overall layout of the Quran is somewhat different to that of the Christian Bible. The surahs were ordered not chronologically, but in size, the longest first, running down to the shortest. The only exception is Surah 1, which is seen as a special opening prayer to the Qur'an. In a general sense, this structure placed the later surahs, the ones received whilst Muhammad was living in Medina, first, as they were the longest. Most English translations of the Qur'an have opening comments to each surah which briefly describe its timing. The surahs themselves are not specific to a particular topic or event, but contain within them a variety of different subjects and exhortations. It may start by talking about the role of women, then move on to accounts of Abraham, and perhaps finish discussing heaven or paradise. This shift within the surah makes for difficult reading if unfamiliar with the Quran, and the change from one topic to the next does not necessarily mean they should be connected by a general principle or lesson. Unlike the Christian Bible, which is believed to be unified in its truth and content, passages in the Quran can come under abrogation. A later passage regarding a particular situation or topic can supersede an earlier instruction. An example might be the growth over time in the number of wives a Muslim may have. As a Muslim, this facet of the text is not viewed as a negative drawback, but simply as the way Allah has ch- simply as the way Allah has chosen to communicate. Despite the origins of the Quran, 
The words within the book were considered by Muhammad and are still by Muslims to be the actual words of Allah. Even though they were transmitted through a human prophet, they contain no reflection or influence by him. In fact, the message contained within the Quran originated, according to Hadith, from an eternal tablet located in heaven. This everlasting tablet of Allah's words was the source of all the previous books and previous Islamic prophets, Moses and the Torah, David and the Psalms, Jesus and the Gospel. Therefore, the Quran is, itself is handled with great respect. Unlike the Christian Bible, it ceases to be the Quran when it is translated out of the original Arabic into, say, English. Hence, these are typically called the meaning of the glorious Quran. The Quran is never placed on the floor, never held below waist height when being carried, can never have anything placed on top of it, and is certainly never written in. All Muslims today consider their copy of the Quran to be one of their most precious possessions, and as such any non-Muslim should display some level of respect even if they do not believe in its claims. However, it is this authority stemming from its eternal origins which in my opinion poses some food for thought for Muslims. Anything eternal can only be equated to Allah. And therefore, what exactly is this heavenly tablet? Many everyday Muslims may not have considered this question, and if presented with it, may react with offence. Caution and sensitivity is needed, or else we risk raising only more barriers. Along with the Quran, what Muhammad said and did outside of the specific proclamations from his angelic visions have been collated and are called the Hadith. As a political and religious leader, he was faced with many different and challenging situations and questions from his followers which he sought to answer. These sayings were recorded either during his ministry or afterwards and form the backbone for what was subsequently structured as Sharia law, the overall structure and guidance for all aspects of Islamic life. Unlike the Quran, there are very different hadiths written by different Islamic scholars and have different providence. The reliability of a hadith is based upon the length and character of the witnesses who passed on the information before it was written down. Some which today are considered popular and reliable are authored by Bukhari and separately by a scholar simply called Muslim. Many put a lot of unquestioned trust and authority into the teachings and principles found in the Hadith, sometimes equaling that given to the Quran. This is despite the orthodox position and it is that it is only the Quran which can be considered the actual authoritative words of Allah. The status of, of Muhammad as the seal of all prophets has naturally led to this popular view of the Hadith, and many Muslims which I have met have raised the Prophet, rightly or wrongly, onto the same ethical and moral pedestal as Christians do for Jesus. Next time, we shall look at the different expressions of Islam found today, characterised in the divide between Sunni and Shia, but also in Sufism and folk Islam. Thanks for joining us at Partakers. 
Come back soon, where every day there is something new uploaded to encourage you in your faith. You can visit us at www.partakers.co.uk May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always.